0: Hey guys, John Faulkner here and it is episode two of Modern Alpha Life. If you didn't uh, already uh, check out episode one where I sat down with my good buddy James Yeager. Go back, check that one. If not, um, you're in for a amazing interview that I have uh, with a guy that I call Uncle Don, uh, Don Edwards. I've known Don for a long time and Don is known as just one of the uh, premier instructors when it comes to night vision shooting and his company green line tactical they train students all around america with a main focus on when the lights go off and the sun goes down that's when green line tactical comes around and it's one of those things where you know don and his group of amazing instructors um, are just, I think, at the pinnacle of night vision education. Uh, every time I go to take one of their classes, you know, I'm just, my mind is blown. And every time I go, I learn something new. So, Come along as we sit down with Don Edwards while we had a little bit of time at SHOT Show. Talk about a lot of things night vision, uh, where Green Line Tactical is going this year, and what Don has in store. So I hope you enjoy this episode uh, with me and the man himself, the owner of Green Line Tactical, Don Edwards. Welcome to another episode of Modern Alpha Life, and today joining me Owner of Green Line Tactical, Mr. Don Edwards. Uh, hey everybody. So Don has been a friend of mine for for years and years and uh, we live near each other so we hook up every time we can. But it seems like work always- It's, it's not enough. It's not it's enough. Not for- we live like an hour and a half away from each other and it seems like mm-hmm. it's, it, it takes us traveling all the way to Las Vegas to actually
1: I've said that out. a couple times today people that it's like, I've been friends with forever and we don't live that far apart from each other it's like every year It seems like we have to fly to Vegas to yeah. get a chance to talk or whatever, but no we try um, But definitely not enough. It's, it's and, just yeah. schedules um, But last reason- time last time I came out. It was like you just sent me a text when can you come here, right? And I was like I'm, I'm taking that as a little bit more than a hint. Yeah, so I just like I don't know Tomorrow yeah jump in the truck and so, came over.
0: But um, for those of you who don't know Greenline Tactical Um I believe that they are, hands down, the best when it comes to training with no sunshine. Yeah. Uh, it's that definitely, Fighter. definitely our flagship. Right. Yeah. And and offer many classes. Yeah. I mean, pistol,
1: All, EMR, all the rifle. standard fare of tactical and gun handling type stuff, you know, pistol carbine, you know, mid to long range. The long range stuff is going to get hopefully picked up, yeah. you know, more and more this year. Um, so there'll be more than just standard DMR stuff, but yeah, but our our forte or you know flagship of what we do the most of huh. and probably more of than anybody else's is the Night Fighter program. Yeah, absolutely. And what what kind of got you into? Uh,
0: you got out of the service.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I was in and out and right. in the guard and doing you know military you know government contract stuff as a, as a consultant and and stuff and um and. and had a my training and consulting company on the side that whole time, or, mm-hmm. or when I when I started it as as a uh, consultant for the government doing doing overseas you know advisory stuff, I would teach here and there on right. you know when I was home and and stuff. So that that was the genesis of Green was was my you know one man contractor, right organization. But as, as far as night vision goes, um, that predates that. You know I was still in twentieth group, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I was an instructor at. At the Federal Law Enforcement Training Center, and a couple of buddies of mine. Um, one of them was a former teammate. Worked at uh, um, an office that ITT had across the street, and worked with those guys, and you know, just hanging out mm-hmm. and realized. And, and my buddy was like, "Look, dude, we don't know what we should have known about night vision right. doing our job." And I was still a team sergeant in a, in, in group. And uh, the more I hung out with those guys and like, look, I was like, wow, there's a lot more to night vision than just putting a battery in it and turn it on. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they had a small little bitty training program. Well, eventually the three of us were, had a company that uh, um, developing night vision, tactical types of night vision um, training for primary law enforcement um, was what we did. And mm-hmm. that was, the that was, we were night vision centric when it came to that. And we had some other things, irons in the fire and stuff and then we ended up kind of going our separate ways um, all three of us and I ended up doing spending more time overseas and uh, and so that was really where I mean I was a night vision user right since PBS sevens were a brand we awesome thing, you know and that was all we had yeah. we didn't have lasers even I mean, we all we all we could use them for was to walk around in the dark we mm-hmm. really had no way to shoot with the gun uh, you know, accurately. Right. And we had M16A2s, with, and then, then as we started getting lasers and things like that, things started to evolve. Um, and then that, then it was like when the GWAT kicked off, things just accelerated with um, the technology and the stuff that we have. And I was fortunate to be both an end user and somebody that had been involved in the industry side of things, so I understood way more about the technology than, right. than a lot of my peers and, and, and stuff, and then just, you know, and as a trainer, I've always that's been like what I like doing. I like taking the things that I've learned and spreading it out there. Because especially when it comes to the night vision, it's underutilized. Yeah. And, and even when it's un, when it, even when it's utilized, sometimes it's it's most of the time it's never used to its maximum potential. Mm-hmm. And it's expensive gear to not be getting the most out of it. Right. Um, yeah, so.
0: and, and for you guys that are watching on video, you'll see that we're not in our typical studio because, like I said in the intro, we're in Vegas for Shot Show. Um, and, you know, walking the floor, looking at a lot of stuff. And, and I feel like there is, in the last five years, I'd say five years, there has been such huge market growth on the civilian side for thermal and night vision gear. I mean, it felt like it used to just be, I mean, when you came to SHOT Show, it was government, Mm -hmm. mill contract kind of stuff only. And now, I mean, there's, uh, of course, a lot of foreign like thermal companies that -hmm. are are really starting to push some limits and catching up to a lot of uh, other companies. But there's also a lot of night vision you know, mm-hmm. guys out there that are making, um, and not just night vision. I mean, flashlights are becoming yeah. better and more powerful and more utilized. Smaller. Yeah. Um, all the tools for all them. the tools are are getting. I and I better. believe I believe it's it's the it's getting smaller, it's mm-hmm. getting more affordable, um, and and that's really
1: starting to push the civilian market more and more it is. Uh, into it. Um, in night vision. You know, people complain. Well, when are the prices going to come down? Well, what people don't realize is. 20 years ago, that P PV- or even 30 25 to 30 years ago, that PVS7 that I was issued, yeah. the government was paying I think 7,000 bucks for. Mm-hmm. It. Well, for that same amount of money, you get you can get such higher quality, better right. stuff. You know, the PVS14s when they were, you know, being fielded and stuff like that. You yeah. know, the the prices haven't really gone up, mm-hmm. but every single year the stuff gets better and better and better. Right. And oh by the way, 7 grand in 2022 is way less money than seven grand was in, yeah. the, in the 80s and 90s yeah. you know so if you think of, you don't just look at the numbers you look at you know back then if you bought that stuff you were rich <laughs> right you right. you had a lot of money now the average guy can you know get a side hustle going work some overtime leverage his credit card or yeah. something like that and get into the night vision game yeah. it was really you know uh, a high-end kind of kind of guys game it's still expensive mm-hmm. but it's it's not out of the reach of, of most people who were who were already into guns and right. you know I mean, if you're if you're a, a, sh- a shooter that shoots a lot and has a lot of different ars and pistols and optics you know mounted pistols and stuff like that you've already invested a lot of money yeah. So you're already probably the kind of person that this is your. your And and I tell,
0: I mean, there's a lot of people out there like, ah, I just can't afford it. And I'm like, you could get rid of a couple things that you You have. Sell two or three rifles you haven't shot in years. In years and and put that towards
1: put that towards a helmet, a mount, and a PBS 14. Right. Right. Well, yeah, and you you hit on something else too. Like there's so many other so many companies making stuff now, Mm -hmm. and uh, I want to elaborate on that a little bit because ten years ago. When I was teaching this stuff, and and even when I, you know, cause was like, I used to be the law enforcement sales director, and I ran the training program for T N B C right? And still good friends, close business relationship, great and friendship yeah. with uh, the owner. And I had had breakfast the other day, um, and uh, but um, when I stood all that up, people would complain about some of the gears. Like, well, why why can't we have something that does this or this? And the answer was, well, because the companies that make it. They made that for big government contracts, and the way they feel is you should just feel happy that we allow you to buy this stuff, that we make a few extra and sell it. Now, over the past, I'd say just three years or so, we've had an explosion of companies, even the big companies, they recognize the civilian market. So we, as regular guys that want this stuff, finally have a vote in what's going on, and there are small cottage companies and boutique type industries um, companies that are are making you know especially with the advent of high quality 3d printing right you know guys are turning out special stuff that guys have asked for because they can they can still make some money off of it where the big companies making you know a thousand of something yeah. is not worth their time but for a guy starting up a company who has is creative you know they can they can make stuff they can make all these little accessories and the the hope for them is that you know, some guys in the government might see and be like, oh, we need some of those too. Right. Where um, it's not just trickling down from the big boys and we get the scraps as, you know, sh- a shooting community. We're actually grassroots, yeah. you know, that's, you know, I mean, I just, I saw Alex Coe who makes raps in, the, yep. in the aquarium, I think, yep. And uh, I mean, he's doing started out doing that stuff at home, you know, and now people can't get enough of his stuff. Right.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I was even down at the B.E. The e. Myers booth today. Mm-hmm. I mean, B.E. Myers was built upon government yeah, contracts exactly. and, and things exactly. like that. But but like their new offering that they just came out with a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago, uh, the Kiji. Oh, yeah. This new small, you know, it looks like a flashlight. Yeah. Um, flashlight handheld size. Um, like a like a single cell CR123 kind of kind of battery. Um, it looks like you know if you saw it laying on you'd be like what kind of surefire is that? Right, like a surefire vampire. I mean, it's backwards compatible with surefire yeah. tail caps and stuff. Um, but that's a that's in a phenomenal illuminator. I mean, I took mine uh, on right. one of my bolt guns with the three degree uh, throw on it, and I mean, you could light up targets at 500 yards, easy. and it was easy. easy. And this is a six hundred and seventy-five dollar. Yeah, you know like like this is we're not talking a b e. Myers mall yeah. which is 35 36 you know 100 bucks in that range 600 bucks yeah. and it's uh, the most
1: consumer friendly product they've come out with ever and I, I think they're gonna kill it I mean yeah I, I bet you they're gonna have a hard time and, making it so but.
0: that's that's part of that you know starting to to gravitate more towards mm-hmm. the the civilian side of things um, you know and, and and as a civilian I mean it's still dark half of the day and a lot of people start to forget that. I mean, we're here in Vegas and uh, we were kind of joking last night, like it was dark here at 5.30, yeah. kind of in the valley, sun goes behind the mountains. I mm-hmm. mean, 5.30, it's, it's yeah. dark. Uh, so, I mean, you're talking 13, 14 hours of, of darkness mm-hmm. uh, right now, you know? So, so it really is something that, that has to be considered. Now, if you're talking to somebody brand new, okay. where do you usually try to start them? Like, I got a little bit of money saved up. Yeah. I want to
1: get into this sector. What do you try to push them? Well, I to- still try to make sure they understand that, you know, and I believe in the, in the buy once, cry once right. um, concept. But I also um, realize that, that, you know, the budget drives, you know, yeah. your budget has a vote. Sometimes it's worth waiting a little, lo- a little yeah. bit and saving a little longer to get either what you want or, you know, you don't want to get the stuff and then realize, man, if I'd have just waited, you know, and saved another 500 or or $1,000, right. I'd be much more happier with the stuff. With um, something i would keep longer, yeah, too. Yeah, so if your budget is in around the $5,000 range, mm-hmm. which that's what it's going to cost yeah. to, to buy decent quality or good quality gear to get in the game a decent bump helmet, like an Ops core. Yep. You know, you don't, if you, you most people don't need ballistic, yep. um, and especially to get started out. And even I have ballistic helmets and bump helmets. And yep. you know, if if I don't need a ballistic brain We're bucket, I'm it. not wearing no. it. You know, because I've spent enough years wearing that stuff and I probably have neck damage from it. Yep. Um, but if you're just out on the range with your buds shooting yep. A decent bump helmet is, you know, nowadays they're like 3, 350. Yeah. I mean, you can started. get like an M-Tech. Uh, yeah, the M-Tech, Opscore makes a Opscore, good. Opscore, Win- Team Windy, merch, of course. Yeah. Um, <sharp inhale> you know, a good bump helmet, um, but as far as night vision goes, you know, you can't go wrong with the PVS-14, yep. and you and I both have, uh, have talked about this in other, other venues and forums. Yep. Um, it's one of those things. I, I've, I've called it for years. I've called it the Glock nineteen of the night vision world. It's yep. the AK four. It's the Jameson right. of the night vision world. You know, <laughs> it may not be the best whiskey in your cabinet, but it always comes through. Yep. It, you'll you'll always have it on hand. You know, um, kind of thing. Same with you know. So it's it's very very useful, very versatile. Um, a lot of guys would say, "Well, I'm going to buy that, and then I'll sell it to help fund my." Other. I'm like, "No, you won't." Right, you'll 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 have so many uses for that fourteen that you'll want to keep it and just get a set of duels. And I'm I'm a living example. I'll yeah. never not I'll never get rid of my fourteen unless I upgrade it or something right. like that. And and I have a suitcase full of nods. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, so a decent PBS fourteen, you know, and then you you get and get into the green phosphor versus white phosphor. But you know, there's nothing wrong with a good quality, you know, current manufactured Gen three. Um, green phosphor, yeah. you know, tube. There's absolutely nothing wrong as far as quality goes. What's being produced today is way better than what I was using when I was, you know, out there, you know, downrange right. with the PBS 14. So, you know, don't think just because you don't have the latest and greatest, if if that's going to keep you from getting it, get a good green one. Don't yeah. worry about the white phosphor, you know. And then a laser. You need a good laser. So You need the helmet. You need the mount, which is the interface between the two. That's going to run you right around 500 for right. a good Wilcox. Um, G24 mount. or something yeah. like that. Yeah, or yeah, G, you could Gucci it up and yeah. have a dovetail setup and spend another two, three hundred dollars, yeah. and um, you know that's going to be a little bit more than than that. Or do the G11 from Wilcox, but you're going to want something quality there, and that's just user experience. Mm-hmm. You, know, you don't want to cheap out. You don't want to put your three or four thousand dollar night vision goggle on a wobbly mount. Right. You want to, you know, you want to enjoy using it and have a positive experience. It's, it adds up. And then a laser, and you know B e. Myers is a company that just yep. has come up. I have a long history with them. I'm n- no secret there. Um, big fan of the C1 Plus Mall. Yep. Um, but there are you and know you lesser... can put on the budgets like you can Holosun.
0: Go... I mean even is making I'm some. I have a couple. Lie. I have not a couple of razors. Yeah, I me have too. a couple of rifles that, that have um, it on it.
1: And me too. Not gonna lie, Holosun's stuff is actually quite good, and you can get into that for well under a thousand bucks. Well um, under. under. Um, some of the Steiner, you know, the biggest thing I, I would highly recommend is is find a laser that has all three visible IR laser and illuminator yep. built into it. I'm not a fan of um, piggybacking an IR light of some sort. Now, with the Kiji, that's a better option. Yeah. And if we come up with switches that now you can turn both on. But for the most part, there's a reason that we... we Prefer everything being in one. Unit. Yeah,
0: and in almost every class I've ever taken, if somebody has two different switches, they're trying to put on a, a pointer and an illuminator. Right. It's
1: always kind of a fumbled it, job. It's it's hard, and and guys who like fall in love with that idea, they can get themselves good at doing that. Until we start doing a lot of other things, and it's just you have to run the gun. So, I'd say look for something like that. The D Ball A three mm-hmm. is a is a good one. I think you've got yeah. a couple of those probably. The at PLC from L three, they're all Class one civilian legal um, lasers. You can buy those all day long, um, and uh, and whatnot. So a good laser with uh, you know all three in one yeah. is my recommendation. And a good white light, you know, it's it's not they're not exclusive to each other. You know, you should have a good bright white light, um, whether it's Surefire mod or Cloud. You know, to, to, in my opinion, of those are top yeah. dogs. Yeah. You know, Surefire has been for years. Um, and I've run all three of those brands. Um, but yeah, but right there, just off the top of my head, that's that's still about a 5K investment. Mm-hmm. If you go up to duals, you're looking at closer to 10 overall, um, just because your mount is gonna be a little bit different yeah. and a little bit more expensive and stuff, And but there's so many good options there, too, that are more affordable. Yeah, um,
0: and, and like Don said, I think a, a PBS 14 is, it's so versatile. I mean, you can mount it, uh, on a helmet mount, mm-hmm. you can use it as just a spotting right. Uh, put a put it on in a it on your
1: neck, or shove it in a pocket.
0: Can can mount it on a on a rifle if you want. It's not preferred. I, I'm not not a huge fan of it. Yeah. Um, it takes away a lot of the um, versatility of you a have rifle. You point your gun at
1: anything you want to look at. Yeah.
0: Exactly, um, and it gets heavy also. Like I was, I was telling somebody. Um, I was telling the guys at the B e. Myers like I just love the Kiji for being able to just to search when I'm out hog hunting at night because I don't have to lift my rifle anymore to get an illuminator yeah. uh, way out into the tree lines and stuff. Mm-hmm. And You know I can just because yeah. the vampire just never reached out that no, far it's no. a it's a short almost like an in, inside kind I of think so, use yeah. it's um, a great helmet light right sure. so but with the kiji man i can just handhold it uh, keep it on just my vest or in my fanny pack um mm-hmm. when i'm out hog hunting and, and you can see out a couple hundred yards and, and really be able to um light up tree lines and stuff where where things blend in mm-hmm. um to the surroundings um you know so so i think things like that also so not
1: mounting it on your rifle would would help with that yeah. But you can use it. I mean, now there's several different types of uh, iPhone adapters. Yeah. So all, all the pictures of in, in my classes and us on the range through that were taken through a PBS 14 was with an, that's an iPhone. Right. Uh, gone, pretty much gone of the days where we do all these step down uh, things on on the uh, SLR cameras uh-huh. and the specialized adapters. Put a yeah. PBS 14 in front, and then you're adjusting all the stops and all the uh, apertures and all that stuff iPhone. I mean my iPhone is the best camera I've ever owned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know, it's uh, we
0: we have one that we use, you know, utilize and we even have mounts that we can hook it up to yeah. like our bigger Sony cameras and stuff and oh yeah. Amazing I
1: mean, you know, guys do pro stuff yeah. that but for the average guy, you know, a couple hundred bucks for a uh, um a phone adapter yeah. and your PBS S fourteen and you know, you're 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 a marketing company right and, you know, at night, you know. <laughs> so we talk about gear.
0: Yeah. Let's talk about individuals getting into night fighter training, okay. training at night, um, and kind of some of your tips to be ready. Because it's a different world it is. when the sun goes down. Like, you can almost tell anybody that's ever taken a night fighter class, they always have a... Um, like a headlamp around their neck, because mm-hmm. we know we're going to have a utility light that yeah. we need to have. We're going to be checking targets. Right, Just turn it
1: on and, yeah. and you know, it, get the glow and put it on your chin.
0: Right, you know, because we get tired of putting flashlights in our mouths and yeah. you know everything, and it's shined down so you don't shine into somebody's face right. every time you talk to them and piss them off. Uh, yeah. you know, so you, you, little tips and tricks like that. What do you try to get your students that are that are new to to bring yeah. to a class? Uh, you know, gear and mindset. Yeah.
1: Wise. So, I mean, the first thing is like if if anybody goes to my website or whatever and uh, sees there are there's a prerequisite for yeah. night fighter, um, and it and it, it's basically something to the effect of you need to or should have taken some sort of tactical carbine and pistol course within the past year uh, from a from a reputable recognized yeah. in, instructor. Now, I don't require you to send me your certificates to prove to me you did that. If if you read the whole course description to include that and you still are like, Yep, that's me, I'm good. Yeah. Um, then I believe you. Um I'm not gonna call up, you know, Pat Magnum or Kyle Lamb and be like, hey, was this, did this guy really take a class from me? Yeah. I, I don't have time for that. Um but you're doing yourself a disservice if you come to a night fighter course and not just mine, any anybody's, and you're not um used to a training environment and, and if, if your if your gun game during the day isn't on point, you're gonna be thinking about the shooting and not about the night vision stuff that I'm trying to tell you. So it's not that I'm worried about you, you know, being a being a loser out there. It's like I want you to get your money's worth. Yeah. And um, too often I get people that will show up and they're they're over their head, you know, and uh, you know, they I mean I have alumni that take these classes over and over and over again yeah. but, you know, I had a, a you know some people that signed up almost immediately for a following class it was actually closer to where they live um and i and i messaged him i said hey i signed, saw you signed up again and he's like yeah he's like i gotta work on some stuff and we're coming back you know? right um and and stuff because some people think mm-hmm. you know because they've been shooting their whole life or they took you know and you know not that the nra classes are, are bad but if you're not used to being in, a, in the tactical ar mm-hmm. style of shooting course, you're gonna be worried more about what I'm telling you to do with the shooting than, than yeah. the, um, the night vision point that I'm trying to get across to you. Yeah. So that's that's the reason that's there. So I, I encourage people to get out and do daytime training. You don't, and you don't have to take my course. You know, there's lots of great dudes out there, but uh, it's kind of a natural evolution because what we're starting to see is a lot of people are buying night vision and then getting into shooting. And they want to jump right into shooting a night vision because mm-hmm. they bought all they spent all this money on the night right. vision, where up until the last couple years, it's been all the guys who have been into shooting for years. Now they're like, okay, night vision is my next step. We have we do have a, a group of new um, comers to the night vision industry who aren't already shooters, and yeah. it's kind of, you know, odd when I first started to notice that um, that trend. That we're getting guys who they don't really know a lot about their gun,
0: right. And
1: right. uh, it's not bad. That I encourage you to get out there and shoot, and, and not just at night. Um, and then as far as gear goes, you know we've got a gear list, but the headlamp, the headlamp's one of those just indispensable items. Yeah. You know, and like I said, you can tell the mark of the guy. He's, he's just hanging around your neck like a necklace. Yeah. And you just turn that thing on, and you point it where you need it to go. Um, but you know, things like that are are a big thing. Um, and, and we all run like a helmet lab, yep. light on our helmet. You know, I use an old um, Surefire 300 Vampire pistol yep. light that I don't yep. use for anything else. So I have IR or um, white light on my helmet if I need it. Um, another thing that's it's it's it wouldn't be mandatory for a class at all, but is once I did it the first for the first time, I'll never go back. Is mounting the ear pro or comms on my helmet. Mm-hmm. You know, I you know I come from the days where it's like oh, just run them under. Well, we didn't have rails. Right. The Arca rails were, you know, non existent We had the Mitch helmet, so it was always you had to rearrange your thing, and and uh, you know, you'd have a massive headache mm-hmm. by the end of your mission or whatever. And then when the Opscore helmet came out, and then uh, you know, a buddy of mine who's who's in the industry, we, we were working together overseas. He bought his own helmet, and I was like, "You you paid your own money for that helmet?" And he's like, "Yeah, dude, put it on. It's super comfortable. And It was an Opscore when they first uh-huh. come out." And I was like. Hmm. So by the end of that deployment, I would ordered one, and the next deployment, I had it. You know, because we were three months at a time.
0: And at this point, they weren't like super high cuts. No, well, yeah, I mean it was just yeah. a regular
1: old fast yeah. helmet. It was one. It yeah. was one. Opscore had it was an Opscore helmet. There was no other right. line or whatever. And uh, you know, I didn't know what to put on the rails or whatever. And then the next time I see him, he's got ear pro attached. To it. I was like, what is this sorcery? You know? <laughs> and uh, and then I'm like, and then I was giving making fun of him for you know being a sissy for not wearing his you know, stuff the way we always mm-hmm. did it. And then, then the first time I did it, I was like, what have I been waiting for? Why why have I been suffering with this pushing down on my head? Right. So if, but you can get an Opscore bump helmet and um, the the 3M Peltor yep. adapter. Contacts or? Are- yeah, well, the the adapter yeah, yeah, yeah. wires that you need. And I think they're compatible with that, like the Howard Light yep. Rangers, which you can buy on Amazon for 50 bucks or whatever. Right. So for, pretty inexpensively you can outfit a bump helmet with some electronic ear pro and and have a great helmet to wear out on the range i mean you don't need to plug a radio in and you know you're not talking to the team leader on a on a hit on a double force hit or anything like that we're just out on the range trying to you know be as comfortable as possible so yeah if you're if you're setting up a helmet for practice for training and practice you know it doesn't you don't have to feel like a larper i mean that's just that's it's the nature yeah, of it. It's the nature of it, and having that ear pro like that makes it so much easier. I know, Sam, my partner in crime on this stuff, we're, we've considered over the years should we try to get ear pro for all the all the rental helmets, but you know that's kind of hard. It's just like it becomes a logistical yeah. difficulty for for that. As just as far as then, the, you know, how do you transport these helmets now because they're even more they bulk. get big and they're bulky. even more bulky, yeah. right? As it is right now, we have it's like like you know what was that movie. Seven heads in a duffel bag or something like that. Yeah. That's what it's like lugging our duffel bag full of helmets around. It's like <laughs>
0: And it's you know, and I think it's one of those things where every time I take a night course, yeah. you or somebody else you, you learn something from the other people that are there, good mm-hmm. or bad. You know, like mm-hmm. there's been times where I saw guys and I'm like, I always wanted to try that setup and then I kinda of watch them and I'm like, like Oh, mm-hmm. never glad I didn't yeah, waste my never time. Never mind. Never mind right. at all. You know? Um mm-hmm. I mean as far as just Pressure switch placement yeah. and uh, light placement, light orientation. You know, yeah. How
1: you set? Why would you set that up that way? And it, you know, well, and, and you know, I was just having a conversation down at B.E. Myers about this. It's like the shooting community, especially like the the AR and pistol shooting community, is not that big.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but they're guys that they're into it, and they spend money on different. Gadgets and yeah. gizmos. So, just going to a regular carving course or pistol course during the day, you're going to see different stuff, and you'll be like, "Hey, why are you running your holster like that? Or why are you doing? Right. What's that on your belt? Um, what's? Tell me about that optic." Or uh, I was looking at those optics. You know, what do you think? And that's what's that's what I love about those classes. As yeah. you show up there, and and and, but the night vision, the night vision sect of that community mm-hmm. is smaller and a little bit more. I, I don't. I don't mean elite as far as like better. But they spend more money on specialized kit. Right. And as we as we were talking about earlier, there's there's still in the past two years, there's so many more. There's there's probably a new switch that came out today that I didn't know yeah. about.
0: We we were um, looking, I was like, Holy smokes, there's like seven or eight different companies that are making mod light switch
1: yeah. m- mounts. Yeah. Angled or just to the ways side, to two different, m- Mount your mod button.
0: Right. That yeah, I mean they're oh. they're everywhere. Dual dual ramps, single ramps. So it's like, yeah. holy smokes. We saw yeah. a couple and I was like, I'm into this stuff
1: and yeah. I didn't know. I, I didn't even, even know, know that, that was yeah. So you show up to a class, and there's a guy who's got that, and you're like, oh, dude, how do you like that? Let me see it. Can I, you know? Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm going to have to get one of these. And, uh, yeah, so it's it's really fun. The community is just a bunch of good people. Yeah, um, I agree. I've almost never met anybody that I wish wouldn't come back right. to a class. And, you know, I've made so many good friends through, um, you know, shooting even before I was a full-time instructor, just as a student. And... uh um, people that I've met at like Pat Rogers' class back yep. in the days are I am still, you know, good friends with, and um, you know, and actually do business with now.
0: And I would tell people, you know, I think we we talk about dry firing all mm-hmm. the time. Oh, you should dry fire. You should dry fire. You should also test all of your night vision gear you know, of course, safety check and everything, but do it in your house. Yeah. Under low light, put your nods on because like everything changes on your belt. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, I can easily grab magazines. I can easily re-index, yeah. you know, magazines. And then you realize you can't look all the way down. Uh-huh. You can't see, you can't yeah. like, and you just you just feel weird. Um, and, and no matter what, I mean, with, uh, even with being able to to adjust the oculars of of dual tubes or a single, you know it's either set to infinity or mm-hmm. and it's blurry real close or it's real clear up close, but mm-hmm. you can't see anything past ten feet. You know, so you're always you're yeah. always trying to adjust. Do you always adjust? Do you just get used to seeing things fuzzy? You know, um, it, that's like setting your like I'll set my dual tubes just to infinity, mm-hmm. but then when you do a mag reload. It's fuzzy. Yeah. Like like you don't have this clear, clean picture well, that's, that's why of a I magazine teach. going into a magwell. That's, that's
1: why I preach um, no look gun handling right you know, uh, techniques because you know sometimes you may not have the opportunity to look down at your gun. plus, if you can do all this stuff without looking at your gun, you're a better gun handler. yeah. Um, you know you you have that um, as Pat Rogers used to call it, that habitual relationship with your your firearm and mm-hmm. your piece of equipment. Um, and then, uh, yeah, like you said, not only is it dark, but if I try to do this, um, you know, textbook. Sh- right, up in your work shooters workspace. Shooter's yeah. workspace, that's yeah. what I was looking for, workspace, reload, not only is it blurry, yeah. so it's not really, I'm not looking the magazine in, but my field of view is so restricted that I've just blocked, yeah. you know, my I have 40 degree field of view to begin with, and then I put a gun in my face, so, you know, that's why I preach that daytime and nighttime because I'm the night ops guy and I want, I don't want two different ways of doing things. But that's a, that's, that's a big thing that we, we kind of, you know, preach in the Night Fighter program is get used to it because you can't see, right you know, so. And we go over some tricks and tips for, for reloading and stuff like that and then just give give people opportunity to, to run the reps, mm-hmm. you know, supervised. So that, you know, we're there. It's like, you know, having you do this, I showed you how to do this let's do it, <clears throat> let's run the guns, and then if, if somebody's struggling with it, <clears throat> you know, we're, we're there, we're there. You know, to uh, be like, oh dude, remember I showed you this, or you know, whatever. But uh, getting used to doing stuff in the dark, because a lot of us think we can do it without looking, because we do it during the day without looking. Right. But there's that subconscious, that peripheral vision that yep. we don't have, and, and stuff like that, and uh, um, you know, setting up your gear so that you know where. I, I tell people is all, the time, all
0: the time: when you start putting night vision on, your
1: world gets a whole lot smaller. <clears throat> yep. Somebody said we get twenty percent dumber as soon as the sun goes down. I wouldn't. As the doubt lights go it. off, I
0: wouldn't doubt it at uh, all. <laughs> You're just not bringing in as much
1: information. Well, that's that's what it is, and you got to re. You know, you know, we think of ourselves as like we're nocturnal, we're night fighters, and all that stuff. But you know, if we really were, we wouldn't have to invent night vision goggles. Yeah. Um, so uh, you do. You, the, it, the world changes when it gets dark and thankfully we're smart enough to make technology that helps us to be able to overcome some of that but yeah you're right you know it's things we don't have the depth perception that we used to have we don't have the color acuity right. and stuff that we would have during the day let's talk about pistols
0: under night vision because oh, yeah. it's really changed in the last couple of years mm-hmm. with red dots RDS's right. red dot sighting systems mm-hmm. becoming so popular
1: on pistols yeah. I mean it's, it's almost and you and I are both Red dot right. guys. Um, so and it's here to stay. It's you know, it, everybody that makes a, a duty pistol.
0: If you come out with a new pistol and it's not cut for an optics, if it's not you don't know, have an
1: optics ready version of it, nobody cares. Yeah. You know, nobody's gonna like really pay, you know, just it's it's there. So the industry has heard this is what we want to do. Yep. The gun manufacturers have heard, and so have the optics manufacturers. I mean, we now have you know, miniature red dot optics that have been made specifically to go yeah. on pistols not piggyback
0: and and, you know? and to even prove that point more I mean two of the largest optics manufacturers of Geotech <clears throat> and Aimpoint both released micro red dots mm-hmm. for pistol yeah. for the most part pistol mounted
1: yeah. applications this week at SHOT Show right right. the, you the, know? the Acro P2 came out which I'm so happy yeah. that they finally released that and that I could talk about it Right, because <laughs> um, I've, I've known about it for a while that it was coming it's coming it's coming um, yep um, so, so yeah, it's, it's a game changer in the daytime, um, even in low light environments. So like, even if you're EDCing with a flashlight and a weapon mounted light and a handheld light that, you know, your, your sights can sometimes be hard to, hard to see. Now we can talk about, you know, whether you need tritium sites. Right. I'm not really, I don't think tritium sites are as big a deal. You want to take a two
0: minute, huh? two minutes, two minute bunny trail. Okay. We'll sure. A two
1: minute bunny trail on well, the site. You know, the way I look at it is this tritium sights are great. However, as a defensive shooter, if if there's enough light for me to tell whether or not you're somebody that I need to shoot with my gun, there's enough light for me to see my sights.
0: Even if they're blacked out.
1: Yep. Yeah. So regular old sights. If I'm holding a handheld flashlight, or if I'm and my weapon light is on, it's giving me enough light to get a sight picture. Um, or if you're lit or whatever. So I'm not saying tritium sights are junk. Right but I'm saying they may not be as big a deal as we used to think they were. So, you know, if you're buying a defensive pistol and you're on a budget, don't think that if this doesn't have tritiums that you're not good yeah. to go. I'd rather take the money, um, recommend, say, you know, the money you might spend on buying a set of tritiums for your new Glock 19 yeah. and buy a good weapon light for it or, and, and or a good handheld yeah. light for it. And, uh, you know, maybe later, put that on. No money's no object, it's no big deal. But I don't put that in the category of must haves. I used to. Mm-hmm. I used to be like, I ain't, I'm not I don't I'm not gonna own a pistol without treating sights. How am I gonna fight in the dark? You know, well, if you sit and think about it. Now for law enforcement it's a different story because there are situations where they do you know, they can find themselves in. But as a as a defensive shooter, we don't have an obligation. Mm-hmm. You know, we're here we're shooting in self defense. You know, so in those in those situations it's very slim that we're gonna Be need to shoot the gun and be, you know, justified in shooting the gun where it's it's too dark for us to see our sights. Right. Because if it's too dark for us to see our sights, we probably, you know, aren't um, either justified or we haven't been able, we might not be able to identify our our potential threat that well. So, So there's that. And then, so now we put Red Dot on there and it's like, boom, you can see. Yeah turn on the flashlight you can see so we can shoot accurately at night confidently at night um in in that environment um,
0: and your focus is staying on the target instead and of the front sight we
1: can stay threat focused yeah and where at nighttime we have a harder time because of you know our eyeballs are designed for daytime yeah um so so yeah we can stay threat focused we can make good quality hits that uh, are going to end things efficiently um and that's what that's what we need um Night fighter type stuff. That's another thing why I'm, I'm not a big fan of the tri- tritium if you're putting a red dot on. Because in, in any of these environments, at nighttime the tritium's gonna pop and your red dot's gonna pop. Mm-hmm. And now you have four dots out there, four glowy things out there. Under nods it's even more confusing because right. now you have four glowing things and it's just distracting and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, a red dot on a pistol under night vision is like, wow. Yeah, I mean the first time you did it, you're like, this is the one of the coolest things yeah. ever. And I still, I'm like, it is so cool. I have students that shoot, um, you know, they may be kind of a mediocre pistol shooter, and they're shooting better in a night fighter course with their pistol than than they did there in the day. And they're the first ones to tell me, it's like, I've never shot a group like that right. before. And I'm like, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I can do it all. <laughs> yeah, it's just quality instruction. Yeah. But uh it's it, it brings the pistol back into the night vision game cuz mm-hmm. it used to be we we wanted tritium sights because the only way we had was to take the front glowy thing and line it up in between the back glowy things and right. pull the trigger and if you had a laser that was like the the number one you know option and then iron sights were you know hey we'll show you how to hit you know a man at you know 5 or 10 yards with it Pretty decently, yeah, right. But a pistol laser, you had very few choices, um, and you had either red or infrared. And there were only a couple companies. I th- actually, I think Crimson Trace at the time was the only one making anything quality, mm. and in the laser grip. And they only made it for you know more like the Beretta and the Sig and and stuff. You know the military stuff. So an infrared. Pistol laser is one of the biggest one-trick ponies that I can even think of. Yeah. Because it only works on your pistol if you're wearing night vision. You know. So very specific. At that very, point. very, very, very specific, and not cheap. Yeah. To to get because they don't make very many of them and, and stuff. I don't even know if you can get them anymore. Um, <clears throat> but now the red dot has ushered in. We don't. Nobody cares about yeah. that laser. Put a white light and, on it. Yeah. But a white light because you know we always yeah. want to be able to transition between the two. But if you're a tactical guy, you know, that would probably engage with, um, you know, a red dot under nods, then that's good. But yeah, I'm a big fan of of weapon lights, nice bright white lights. Um, Under some circumstances, I know some SWAT guys that run IR or the vampire Mm -hmm. pistol light, so that they have the option, And if but that's a whole SOP and planning and training thing where they want to stay under IR or whatever. That's um, you know. That's a, a tactical decision. Right. A group decision too. Yeah. 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 Everybody's. Everybody. Gonna, nobody. Nobody's going to turn on a white light. All yep. our all our illumination's going to be infrared, um, kind of you know decision. So for the average person, I would you know I, I'm a big fan of the most bright light because more likely than not, that's also your EDC gun, yep. and you know, we we want to be able to see, you know, what we don't. You know, some of some of the saddest things are the mistaken identity shootings mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And so often when you read it, you realize, you know, that guy, he didn't know it was his kid or his wife or or whatever, his brother. Drunk buddy, um, whatever. Yeah, yeah, because he didn't have a flashlight. You know, a flashlight would have saved a life, mm-hmm. you know, just being able to know um, that. And, and that's what's sad is, like, you know, a, a flashlight would have changed the whole outcome of this yeah. situation. You know, so... Uh, but if you have a, a a weapon light, you still need a handheld light. I agree. You don't put your gun and stuff just because you want to uh, illuminate it. Plus, you want to save that light so the the battery to be nice and bright. Right. If you when you need it, so at the last minute you like light it up. And uh, you know, as guys, we use our flashlight and our pocket knife more than anything else. Right. Anyways, if you carry one around every you. day. If you carry a flashlight in your pocket, you will find yourself using yep. it.
0: Yep. All yeah. The time. All right. So we talked about. We're going to say intermediate rifles. We're
1: all over the map. We're all over the map.
0: That's what we do on this show. I, I mean, it's just, you wing it. Intermediate rifle, we talked about pistol. Let's talk about going long, DMR. Okay. Uh, yeah. Which, you know I love. Yeah. Um, and I love it.
1: I need to, I get to devote more time to it this year. Um,
0: but now we're starting to talk clip-on, yeah. night vision units. So for we're, night popping vision, up, we're popping yeah. up our nods. Yeah. We're getting down on the stock, and we're using clip-ons. Yeah. Where where do you see this course developing over the next couple of years? Because I think a lot more you clip-ons,
1: night fighter yeah, going, DMR, um, oh, DMR for the most. Yeah, I don't know. Um, because it's a
0: very it's your it is, would you say it's your smallest segment?
1: Yeah, I would say yeah. You, so you got the you got the small group of you know shooters nationwide, yeah. and then you got the real smaller, much smaller group of night. Yeah, I'd say then your your clip-on guys right. are probably one of your smallest. Um, slivers, you know, smallest slices of the pizza. Yeah. Um, in that, because well, we're talking you know, we're expensive talking, rigs. We're talking yeah. about a clip-on night vision device that goes in front of your scope yeah. on a long gun of some sort, right? So another one of the one-trick ponies, like like the pistol laser, um, because that's all it does. Yeah. All all it does, and you know, you're talking, you know, buying new, you're talking ten, twelve, right? Plus thousand dollars. The good thing is there's you know PBS thirties yep. and stuff like that floating around the secondary market. They're becoming more A ton and more of Knights Armament PBS thirties yeah. and stuff that thirties are... and you know um, yeah, um, so but that's what's cool is that it's another one of those things that didn't used to have any hardly any of those in, right. in private hands. Now they're becoming more and more common. I'm mean, gonna have several alumni that that have have them. Some that even have more than one. Yeah, and uh, that are into that. Um, so the shooting with that I've done a couple um, night vision DMR classes they've always been small in attendance because mm-hmm. of that and you know getting industry support to like give loaner right. gear has been you know it's a chal- it's a challenge yeah. um and and the thing is because it's such a small thing and you know do they have time to send you know a couple of, a rep out with a mm-hmm. suitcase full of stuff for a class of 10 people right you know is the juice worth the squeeze I, to them
0: i love it i love being able to take a, a daytime rifle mm-hmm. that i can shoot six seven eight nine hundred a thousand yards yeah putting a, a thermal on it or a, a clip on you know pbs 30 mm-hmm. and it's the same it's
1: the same gun yeah it's just
0: nighttime now yeah. And, yeah. and especially with a awesome, the now, you now right put Eluminator. that on the rail and
1: light it up i mean literally out to about 800 yards yeah.
0: Um, we the, um, Yeah, I mean, we went out the other night, and um, we just went back to like 500, you know, and we were using some uh, Viking tactics, the, the silhouette targets uh-huh, that are yeah. white around the outside and black, and like, it was like it was standing right there. Yeah, once you get know, it I mean, all
1: focused, you got to learn all the focus, yeah. you got to have a little ritual to get it all <laughs> focused right. Um, and stuff, and, and throw that, a lever
0: on top. It's it's nonstop. Like yeah, y- you're always. Well, yeah, so it. you've
1: got the uh, CNVD, C- yep. uh, the PvS 24LR. Yep. Yeah, that's I like, I love yep. that. That's probably the easiest one to focus. Um, that and the, the old 22. Um, but it, yeah, it is a blast. It, it's it's neat to just be able to hit steel yeah. at, at 600 yards in the pitch black. Um, to to do that, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, and uh hopefully we get a little bit more of that going on you know we, we, as we do more as green line does more precision rifle right. i have a, an instructor who's you know in my opinion easily one of the top you know comp- sniper type competitors in in the country former ranger sniper um just won back-to-back um like a all-army sniper type yep. um, competition second year in a row he and his teammate won it so uh and so um eric vargas he'll be he'll be um when when he's when he has time in between you know crushing the competition on the on the um competitive circuit um for the for the military for the guard you know we're gonna try to schedule some precision rifle and then towards the end of the year you know he'll be he'll be doing some stuff at, at a big event mm-hmm. um with the with the clip on uh devices and and as more and more people get there you know start to buy them and stuff or you know if, if eventually I can get more dedicated industry support, right. I, I really would like to that to become more of a, a staple of, yeah. of what's up um, with uh, with all that.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, I, I love it. it yeah. It's one of those things that I'm falling in yeah. love with. And it. That's like probably more what you bug and me, and bug me, more me more about and the most. And more and like, more.
1: You know, when are we gonna go out and shoot sick arcs? Right. And nighttime and, and and nighttime And, 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 and that's
0: that. where, you know, I I love that the technology is
1: giving us that ability to, oh, yeah. to do it, you know? I mean, and, back in the day, if you'd have told me I would own all this stuff, you know, and, and have it as my my personal or my my company right. owned own equipment, and 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 I'd be like, dude, I don't, I'll never be able to afford that right. stuff. And uh, and you know, now I mean, it's 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 work, so it's just like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a carpenter, and these are my tools. Yeah. But but still, it's 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 fun. I mean, I'm I'm blessed to do something that I love for a living. Yeah. And yeah, uh, um, you know, I don't know how it. You know how it worked out that way, but you know, I'm, I even when I'm tired, I'm smiling about right. it. Right, you know, it's a good tired. All right, Went over rifles, pistols, long guns.
0: Any other advice you want to give before we wrap up here? Yeah, I don't know. Any um, little tidbits? Any donisms? You, you have a ton of donisms. I don't know, you, but you put me on the spot. I know that's you what know, I what like to do here. Um, that's why I'm on this side of it. I know. Like, I
1: know. It makes it um, easy. No, it's just um, I'm looking forward to what you know, this program, Modern Alpha. That? Yeah, Modern Alpha Life. <laughs> it's like Modern Alpha Life. We, you, you've been, we've you been been talking about this for a while, too. Well over a know? year. And uh, so I'm excited to see, you know, and do more and stuff like that. We need to get some adventures going on. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not sure what, you know, the latest you have in the works, but I know if any of the stuff that we talked about over uh, right. you know, 18 months or so ago, right. you know, comes out. You know, it's I'm, gonna be awesome. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. You know, it's 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 one of those things. It's it's gonna be fun, and I just encourage, you know, everybody to to get out there and do some stuff. It's like I'm I'm looking at a, a, a mountain landscape right now, thinking, man, I wish I had time to. Well, I don't like, you know, my, my knees and ankles hurt now, so I'm thinking if I had an ATV, I'd go right. explore all those mountains. And it's like I don't, you know, I would walk around up yeah. there for a little bit, but I, you know, but just get out and, and do, you yeah. know. You're not getting any younger, you know. And we've had that conversation. Yep. It's like get out and do those things, and drag your drag your sons along, you know. Yeah. You know, and uh, and you know, go shoot, and go fish, and go hiking, go camping, all you know. I'm yeah. I'm trying to do more of that stuff, yeah. and just you know, trying to position you know work so that where I can do that, or let's let's do this you know kind of stuff. Go hunting. Yeah. You know.
0: So before we wrap up. Give everybody. You, this is where you leave all your tags right now. Oh, yeah. website, Facebook, everything. Yeah. Well, the company because you have to follow I, him.
1: I know. Well, the company is Greenline Tactical, and the website is greenlinetactical.com. Um, Instagram, it's Greenline Tactical, and uh, um, Facebook. There's a company page, Greenline Tactical, or you can look me up. Um, I do have one of those like pro pages, yep. Don Edwards, but I I don't you know it's, right. I thought I should do that at a time, but I'm on there and I'm in several of the different groups on Facebook that, you know, tactics and applications, primary, secondary, you know, I lurk around most of the night vision groups and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm too busy to get super into it. But yeah, the Instagram is probably where I'm, you know, the most active yeah. and going to be getting active and stuff like that um, is uh, Greenline Tactical. And, you know, our our class schedule is, is uh, already pretty robust for 22 and... There's a lot of stuff that's going to be put on there. Um, I just, you know, this week was very productive yeah. in in many ways, as far as, you know, classes for this year and then, you know, ramping things up. And you know, there's there's six instructors that are in the in the cadre now at at Green Line, and some are more, a little bit more active than others. So um, we're we're actually branching out. So it's a it's a it's going to be a fun ride, and, uh, you know, come on out. And... Yeah. So, I mean, go onto to his website, GreenLineTactical.com.
0: Uh, go to the course schedule. Pick a course. Do it Sign now. up for the
1: newsletter because, yeah. yeah um, well, because I'm being shadow banned right now. Yeah. You know. I'm but but listen,
0: ride. if there's a course that you think you want, even if it's nine or ten months out, sign up for it. Because they fill up. They fill yeah. up fast. The night um, fighters
1: almost always sell out. Right. You know, those are, you know pretty high demand.
0: So, you know, so make sure you do it. Um, go follow Don everywhere. Don, oh, thank you for being here. You're the best. Good to see you, brother. So, um, but that's it. We're going to uh, enjoy our yeah. last day here at SHOT Show. And um,
1: we we'll, yep. we'll I got a couple things. more people I have to track down. Yeah before they roll up the carpets.
0: All right, guys. Well, that's all we have for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you hit that like button. If you are watching this or listening to it on a podcast, uh, make sure that you subscribe. We're on every single podcast service there is. So choose whichever one you like the best and make sure you subscribe so you know every single time we drop a new episode just like this one. So hope you guys have a great one. See ya well guys i hope you enjoyed this episode of modern alpha life i appreciate you listening and if you've gotten to this point make sure that you hit that like and subscribe button on the video or on our podcast it really helps us be able to get our message out and it really shows us that you're ready for more episodes and make sure that you add a comment below put in things that topics you would like to see us cover or people that you would like to see us interview and we'll try to get around to those from John Faulkner and the rest of the crew. I appreciate you listening to us and have a great day.